Hello, and welcome back to uh, Mox Audio Logs. Today we have with me... I'm Shreya. Shreya, what's your last name? Milani. <laughs> uh, Shreya Milani, who are you? I am a second year at UVA, mm-hmm. studying engineering um, for Merchant Virginia. Mm-hmm. Do you have any, like, what makes you as a person? What makes me as a person? Um, I think I'm incredibly social. Uh, I like to spread my time across, like, a lot of different things. I have a lot of... Hobbies that honestly don't really relate to my major. Mm-hmm. Um, I paint a lot. I really enjoy just like chatting with my friends. Love watching movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy math, although I'm like so bad at it. Uh-huh. Um, other than that, I think. What do you, What do you enjoy about math? What do I enjoy? I'm, about I'm not math? trying to be critical because I enjoy like solving a good problem too. Like yeah, whenever, no. whenever I, it's satisfying end, but. Yeah, I think so. I I like that there's a right answer. I get super frustrated writing essays because I'm like, well, even if there's a rubric, what does that really mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, who is really the judge of my writing? Whereas right. math, there's a right answer. So how do you feel about, uh, we're going to get kind of deep immediately, okay. but how do you feel about life overall then? Because there is no real definitive answer about life. Does Does existence make you uncomfortable? Oh, totally. I think if anyone is really comfortable with existence, they're not thinking hard enough. Um, I love that answer. I feel like it's, I feel like that's a similar question as to like, oh, do you believe in God? Or do you Mm -hmm. believe there's like something greater here that's kind of like running our lives? Um, And I think it would be like incredibly selfish of human beings to believe that we are just like on this earth kind of frolicking and just doing nothing. Um, However, I think that it's like deeply unsettling sometimes to realize that my life doesn't theoretically have a purpose unless I make it have one. Um, so is that is that your core belief that you have to make your own purpose within your life, or that your so your life? Are you saying that your life does not have like inherent purpose unless unless you give it meaning? I feel like I mean, yeah, I think that if I wanted to, I could sleep. 12 hours a day of my life get up watch tv and literally do nothing Mm -hmm. and no one would care right um and the whole like idea of oh i want to be remembered i i don't even necessarily want to be remembered but i definitely think that i want to die proud of myself Hmm. and so why do you want to die proud of yourself Why why do you care again i think it would just like it would be really selfish of me to waste 80 years where i have a lot of resources that a lot of other people don't have Mm -hmm and not use it to the best of my ability. I uh, I love that sentiment. I completely agree with that. So you would, what is your response to if someone asked you, would you rather be loved or remembered? Oh, I would rather be loved. Right. Yeah. Okay. 100%. All right. So that, that kind of transitions into uh, another point. The reason why I wanted you on the podcast is because um, you were uh, recently, I was hanging out at a, at a friend's apartment and uh, Shreya came in and um, I might have been a little bit... Um, <laughs> Uh, under, uh, under the weather, I was having a fun time. I'll just say that. And um, but like, Shreya made sure to like, even though I was probably spitting out stupid stuff, Shreya made sure to ask like a question like I was operating normally. And I remember that because that's kind of, I would say, kind of golden rulish. And so my question is, what is your uh, number one? Did you ever go to a Montessori school? And number two. Do how much do you value the golden rule? Oh my God, this is crazy. Um, <clears throat> just to be clear, the golden rule being you should give back what you want other like how you want others to treat you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my mom didn't really raise us with like I was raised Hindu. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. 
answer to Montessori school, no, but I was essentially very Montessori adjacent. Okay, if that makes gotcha. Sense. Yeah, yeah. Like w- stupid gifted programs my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to like an international baccalaureate school, uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. Mag- Maggie nonsense. Walker, right? What? Is that Maggie Walker? Uh, Maggie Walker was a government governor's school, okay. but I went to Moody Middle, okay. which also a lot of Richmond kids have gone to. But um, it's funny because I was raised Hindu, and I think like a core value of Hindu hinduism is nonviolence, and so you're really mm. like not supposed to hurt anyone if you can help it but i think something the very like one of my earliest memories of my mom is her explaining the golden rule to me and it's like essentially everything that you uh like put out into the world essentially will come back to you and it's funny because oh my god this is such an interesting question this makes me so happy I think of my life, this is so nerdy also, I think of my life as a sinusoidal graph. Okay, sure. Um, And so I genuinely believe that there are such highs and such lows. Oh yeah, of course. And eventually when you add it up, the area equals zero. Really? So like the negative area and positive area of a graph will equal zero. You will have the same amount of highs as lows in your life and Mm. you just have to accept that. And if anything, it should be something to kind of drive you forward. And I really, I like look at relationships very similarly because I really feel as though if you give 30% in a relationship at best, you're going to get 25% back Yeah, because a lot of people don't owe you anything. Mm -hmm. You're here unless you're like blood related. And even then you're not really owed anything. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's something I really realized in college where I was like in high school, I was still pretty confined to my room. My parents were pretty strict. Mm -hmm. Um, although I love them, but I didn't really spend as much time with my friends as I do now. And I've really been able to see, like, the amount I put into my friends is the amount I get back, the amount I, like, have my friends back. If I'm, like, talking a lot, people are going to talk shit about me if I'm talking shit about them. Like, that is literally the way the life works. Um, but. So do you, do you believe in just, uh, this is this is one concept that's kind of come up recently from, like, stupid TikToks. Um, I did delete TikTok recently. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> I didn't want to include that as an audio I'm so log. I'm proud of you. I did delete TikTok. I didn't actually delete it. It's just in a different folder, so it's hard to find. <laughs> but the point is, is uh, there was a little trend on TikTok where it was from a, I think, a comic that was like, "I have no enemies," um, and it's the idea like of kind of absolute forgiveness of forgiving everyone and understanding that everyone else has different situations do you believe in absolute forgiveness and do you think it's like possible because for me uh, for me personally i found that i love that idea the that i have no real enemies and that i do really want to forgive everyone but there's something so petty inside of me i know that i don't (coughs) want to forgive them i i do i don't I, i really don't want to hold grudges and i might act but like deep inside I'm angry and I do want to get back. How do you feel about that? I mean, I think you're human. I think if we were able to lead life without having negative feelings towards someone and then like not really being able to, or not being able to overcome those negative feelings immediately, you would be God. I mean, like I, I I think that that's so hard. And also if I really think about it, I 100% have enemies. There's no way that I've lived 20 (laughs) years in this life and not pissed off anyone. Mm -hmm. And they're definitely still pissed somewhere in the world. I think that what's important is that you are able to forgive them or Mm -hmm. forgive yourself for whatever wrong you did. Um, And I don't think that you should be able to like hurt someone really badly and then forgive yourself if you aren't really 
doing anything to redeem yourself. Um, and I think that that's like what's really important within that is a sense of closure. So I totally believe in forgiveness. Um, I think there are very few people I hate. I definitely talk shit. Oh my God, I talk yeah. shit. But <laughs> that doesn't mean that I like truly wish ill upon anyone. I think that you're so right. Everyone lives up, dif- like grows up differently. Mm-hmm. I think one thing I've realized is that it's really hard for me to forgive people who hurt people that I love. Mm. So you can literally hurt me, like stab me, do anything. You can assault me. And I still will like be like, oh man, like there's probably some (laughs) shit going on. Like you're fine. Um, And even if it'll take a while, I have always like been able to like find closure with a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I journal a lot, which really, really helps. Mm -hmm. Um, And I talk a lot with my friends. I like, I'm super open about my feelings, but I think what I've realized, like kids who used to bully my brother or um, people who have hurt my roommates or like have gone out of their way to like really target my friends. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but you're never going to get, some like you might get like 70 percent of respect for me you're never gonna get to 100 gotcha. and i think that that's just uh, like part of the reason or part of the way my parents raised me i guess i'm not i'm not trying to put myself on a high horse or anything yeah, yeah, yeah. But no of course i think yeah so, it's, so how do you feel about eye for an eye tooth for a tooth oh um oh that's tough Especially in like cases. So I actually, I, I'm in a class this semester called effective altruism and it's essentially about like how you can do the most good in this world. Mm -hmm. And they recently asked me, it was about like the prison system and going to jail. Um, and like how one feels about that. Researching the prison system is so difficult because I think some people who do wrong will never really feel bad or feel remorse Mm -hmm. and i also don't think a lot of like do i believe in the death penalty oh my god totally different conversation (laughs) i still don't really know um like i've read a lot about it in some cases i'm like damn if you kill 50 people maybe you do deserve to die Mm -hmm. but also do you like Mm -hmm. is that fair i don't know i think when i first studied the draconian system it seemed whack to me, but at a certain point, <clears throat> I think it also like instills an amount of fear that people won't do stuff if they think that it's going to happen back to them. Mm-hmm. And I think that that goes back to the golden rule. If you, okay, killing someone is crazy. I'm trying to think. Of no, like no, someone. no. Do do like um, do do killing someone. Yeah. Okay. If you're going to kill someone's sister, knowing that mm-hmm. that person might kill your brother, you're not going to kill that someone that person's sister. Yeah. You're just not going to. Mm-hmm. Um, if you rape someone, knowing that you will be raped next, you are not going to assault or hurt anyone. Right. And I think that whatever, like, I don't even remember what century the turning system was in, but it worked to some degree. There's a yeah. reason we still talk about it. There's a reason we still know it. Um and I definitely think that like justice can be for like can be served in a lot of more like fair and humane ways now, but I don't think that you should be able to do things such as like Harvey Weinstein and like so many several like celebrities who are just going to jail. I'm yeah. like, no, there you should something should be happening within your sentence that you actually feel the same amount of pain that you inflicted upon others. Mm. Because I think that if other people see that happening, 
they're not going to do what you did. Like, I'm not saying that that's going to solve crime, and right. I'm not. So you're so you're slightly a fan of. Um, so actually, that's kind of an interesting thought because I never have really connected the golden rule with eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, because I kind of viewed eye for uh, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Um, there's a quote. Fuck. It's like. Um, it's like an eye to an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth leads to everyone being blind. Um, Damn. Something something like that, and like kind of a cycle of, like, uh, it creates uh, cyclic properties with um, like crime and punishment, uh, and, and like in with maybe not government person, but mm-hmm. actually it, it slightly does um, with government person, but with from person to person, I think it does create like. If you jab at me, then I jab at you, and it just creates like a little cycle of kind of feeling unfair, versus that like I don't know if I don't I don't know personally if if you were to forgive someone for let's say someone like threw a jab at you, that maybe like maybe like maybe dug you to your core. I would um, not do it back. What you wouldn't do it back, but did like do you kind of feel how do you feel whenever you forgive them do you feel that you're the better in the, in that situation do you feel kind of slighted I'm i feel like if you had asked 12 year old me mm-hmm. i would have been like yeah bro like i well mm. i think that really recently this is interesting because two weeks or a week ago some shit happened and i ended up writing a seven page letter and was just like really wow hey like this is closure like some shit happened and I still have like so much love for that person but Mm -hmm. it's just like it was my form of closure and like forgiveness and just like saying that like whatever happened sucked but it's in the past and like I'm gonna look back on it and be happy because I was able to like write out all my thoughts in a cathartic way Mm -hmm. and I think that that's something that I very recently developed in the past like stuff happened to me I definitely would like simmer about it Mm -hmm. you know how everyone like kind of has their moments in the shower where they like re talk out arguments sure that used to be me for years and oh my god I still do it but I think that I've had a much better way of recently like processing my feelings and like understanding how to forgive people in a much like safe like mentally safer way for me gotcha okay so Otherwise, you kind of just sit and you're like just like mad all the time. Yeah, it, it creates a cycle of yeah. kind of hate and violence that yeah. doesn't necessarily have to exist. Yeah. So with with the golden rule, why do you personally? Why why do you like? Why do you? Because not all not all lessons taught by your parents actually go into effect. Why personally do you value the golden rule? Um, I think I value it because I've seen. 20 years of proof that it is real. Um, I think that a lot of times in my life, my either my parents or the people around me have just been like, stop spending so much time either like doing things for other people or like, I'm such a pushover, but I've realized that even if I am a pushover and even if some people aren't grateful for the things I do, or if I simply like lose time doing things that I I know that I've been so distracted or like, um, just like spend a lot of time feeding into people who might just not be like spectacular people. But even then in that moment, I knew that they would like do the same for me if I ever really needed. Mm -hmm. Um, and in the process, yeah, you're going to be used. Yeah, you're going to be scoffed upon. Mm-hmm. People are going to think that you're... 
clingy or like fake. Um, so sorry, sorry to inter- interject, yeah. but what what you're defining is something that requires faith. Faith. Faith in another person. Yeah. How do you have that? Why do you believe in other people? Because they believe in me. Well, no, they, I mean, I well, like, uh, like rudimentarily, like, how? Why do you think that other people will follow the golden rule the same as you do, or to even the extent that you do? How do you have that faith in hmm. the general population when you've seen that other people can not be the best? That's a really good question. I, I think the golden rule is like almost like a biological instinct. Okay. Um, I remember the very first time I learned about like symbiotic relationships in like grade school. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, there's like finally a word to be put to like a lot of the things that I see around me every day. In fifth grade, it was, oh, if I give you my Uncrustable, will you give me your applesauce? Mm -hmm. And that was like a form of like friendship at that moment. But now it's like, hey, if... (laughs) Like, if you're having an allergic reaction and I take you to the hospital, I know the next time that I might, like, have alcohol poisoning or anything that, like, might require, like, emergency help. I know that you're going to be there. And even if you're not, I I just, I feel like debt and, like, the feeling of owing people is a biological instinct. I think animals have that. um, And human beings, like, live by that. You Well, so, does altruism exist? Altruism? Yeah. What is your definition of altruism? Altruism is helping someone without getting any gain. Um, like, so here, I'll, I'll, defi- I'll, I'll define it and state my position on my definition. Okay. I define altruism as gaining something, uh, gaining absolutely nothing from um, doing something for someone else. So I, def- I say that no altruism exists because I think that out of every interaction between two humans, you do gain something. Whether that's an increase in bond, increase in uh, trust, increase in friendship, increase yeah. in last so you, you don't think it exists. I don't think altruism exists. I don't think it exists either. Really? I don't think it exists. I think that even if you do something for someone else and you don't really expect anything in response, you were at some degree feeling better about yourself. Yeah. You were feeling like that's you had a productive. Yeah use of your money time emotions experience and that leaves you feeling better period mm-hmm. um it's why people love each other it's why people like invest so much time in their relationships it's why moms do so much for their children mm-hmm. their bratty ch- children for 16 years because <laughs> they get such gratification yeah they it. get such gratification out of it i think that that's how you explain parenthood that's how you explain like relationships where someone might have like it just like like something that requires someone else to do like significantly more for the other person. Um, because I genuinely think it always comes back to you. Um, something that I've like seen in East Asian cultures specifically is you are raised by your parents for so many years. They do literally everything for you. Um, and like their entire life is dedicated to you doing as much as you can they kind of lead their own lives. And then almost always, the parents come and live with their kids oh, really? um, later in life. Yeah. Always. So it's kind um, of like putting, st- putting stuff in to get stuff out? Yeah. And I, and I, and I think that the, the kids want to give that back to their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically in India, I mean, like, my, my parents moved to America, and I'm not sure if my grandparents will come here and live with us. Mm-hmm. But likely they will. And I, I'd be really surprised if they didn't. But 
something that I've like grown up and witnessed is generations living together. Um, my great granddad, who I was so incredibly close with, and he just passed away two years ago, but I'm he lived with his sons. His sons lived with his sons. Um, my mom grew up in a house, which it's something called a joint family in India. Um, it's essentially when brothers raise their families together. Okay, cool. And so my mom had, her dad had four brothers. Oh, really? And so she was raised in the same house as her dad's four brothers, their wives, all of their kids. Really? Technically, she had 24 sisters. Holy shit. And then her dad's dad also like lived with them. So she had her grandparents, wow. all of her uncles, all of their wives, all of her first cousins and real siblings. And now in that same house is those same cousins as kids. So I returned to a house and technically have 60 cousins. Do I actually have 60 cousins? No, some are second cousins, some are first cousins, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't really raised to like see a distinguished, like a distinction Mm -hmm. between them. And I think that it's like, it's a very much a cycle of life, like what you give and how much. And also at the same time, like my mom lost her mom at the age of 16 years old. Wow. And so what happened was the four, like the three other uncles and wives and like aunts that lived with her dad essentially raised her along with her dad. And now like going back, she views them essentially as like second parents. Wow. That's a, that's a really cool, I've never heard of a system like that. I mean, I've, I've, I've heard of like parents living with their children, but that's a really interesting concept. Oh, so what, um, kind of, kind of going back to the original thing, what, What value, um, what, what is, what is the meaning of your life? As in whenever, whenever you're in a cyclic thing like that, that is a, that is a wonderful, like familial love filled situation. What, where do you find meaning and value? Not, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that it's empty, but I'm asking like what part of that gives you your actual meaning and value. I'm not saying that there isn't any, I'm just asking what is the main source? Because if that, uh, this is basically not a question about that because I'll actually take it away from that because I actually really like that. I think there's, I, I do see value in meaning of that, but in cycles, in life and death, in, in just doing things over and over again, waking up and yeah. going to bed, waking up and going to bed till it all ends. Okay. Where I have a you, question wh- for you. Where do you find meaning? In, do you believe in the afterlife? I'm not, um, no, I'm a, I'm a chemical engineer. I believe in. Um, I'm a big. I'm a big fan of this guy named Richard Dawkins. I don't know if you're familiar, but I'm not. I am a. My personal belief is that I am a collection of atoms that somehow has produced consciousness over years and years and hundreds so of thousands of years. So you're an atheist. Uh, but I'm agnostic because I'm not. Okay. Uh, because I see, like uh, even like Newton. Great, great scientists are not. Like a total atheist, Newton believed that there had to be a god because the first proton had to be moved by something. I mean, first of all, also like, what is the universe? What is the galaxy? Like, what are we? What are we doing? Um, I'm, I'm more of an absurdist overall, but um, I do think that uh, Albert Einstein had it a little bit more right, where Albert Einstein believed in Spinoza's god. That's like a that's like like a quote. Like someone asked him, and Spinoza is a guy who wrote this book called Ethics in like the 1800s and he basically thought that um like the laws of nature the laws of physics and nature itself is god and so i would say that i'm agnostic in the fact that i don't really know what god is but i would definitely pray to um the the like god of physics or like nature because and i i think i do 
whenever I like am learning more about the world around me. So that's my form of prayer. And that's why mm. I consider myself agnostic and not atheist. That there are natural forces that I don't understand why they work. I mean, have you seen a magnet? Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? No, I know. <laughs> uh, I mean, that also kind of lends it to my, my like, absurdist beliefs. Gravity? That, like, what the hell is that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what the Or, like, what is going on right now? Me and you are speaking into two, like, th- <laughs> this is probably some part of a pl- plant or an animal, like, and then a piece of metal. So this is, like... I have no clue what this is. Like no, yeah. the, w- the world that is going on around me is insane. It's so absurd. It makes no sense. So I don't know. I, I very much like learning to find out what that is. So I, I, the value and meaning in my life comes from learning. Damn. Oh my God. You're my dad would love you. You should meet my dad. He is very similar way. I think he's just like, constantly learning constantly like just amazed by mm-hmm. everything that goes on um my dad's a hindu too but i th- thank you for sharing that that's yeah, yeah. Well, what, what about you what 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 life like so if my life my life goals are like saying being happy whatever that's like everyone's goal yeah um but learning about the world around me is i think that that's a massive goal of that, mine as well um i think that there's so much to learn it's almost like it, it's hard to wrap your mind around mm-hmm. um even like I left biomedical engineering but as I was in the major I was just like constantly I I remember bio 101 I was literally like losing brain cells crying to my roommate every right. night just being like can you like explain lipids like what the hell are they like yeah. I just I hated it but I think I hated it because I wasn't able to fully comprehend that okay, that's s- so many things were going on at such a minute scale in mm-hmm. my body as I was reading about it. Ah. So did you not, did you not like the fact that like you were like, it's unsettling, like if th- ignorance is bliss kind of deal? Where, no, no, like, no. I think I was frustrated at the capacity of my mind. <laughs> I was just like, am I too stupid to understand this? Um, and I mean, no, I don't, I don't think ignorance is bliss. I think that the more that I learn, especially like within physics, mm-hmm. I feel, uh, this is going to sound so bad, but I feel so much like cooler existing. Yeah. Cause I'm no, like, no, no, I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. I'm like, why am I sticking to your dorm floor right now? Like mm-hmm. gravity. There's a reason I, I remember watching like so much NASA episodes like growing up mm-hmm. and just having like my mind blown or like yeah. animal planet and just, I don't know. I, I don't know if you've got if you've been to like the Smithsonian museums, but my family would literally drop like eight hours Are you in serious? like Damn. the Natural History Museum or That's like the Museum of Space and Air or yeah whatever, um, and have like such a blast there just because w- we were so like taken aback by they were like we we're like there is so much we don't know and this mm-hmm. is like I feel like vital to know as yeah. human beings <laughs> just like existing. So you would say that you have like a love of learning. I have a love of learning. I wish I had more of a love for learning because mm-hmm. I think that those are the people who succeed the most in life. Well, do you think that, I think there's a difference. Uh, I think, I think you definitely have a love of learning. I think it's, it's, this is the same way for me. I think the difference is, so I love learning about astronomy, but doing actual astronomy class and like doing the homework and learning about specific things that really don't matter, like parallax angle. Um, that's like how to measure how far away something is. Like with using like two different angles. Yeah. Like actually, like fun little thought experiment. Take your take your finger, put it like out in front of you, and then big, blink your eyes back and forth and see how it moves a little bit, and then move it closer and see how it moves more. 
that's how you measure how far away like something is in space because oh like God. you can use um like you looked at from like the north and south pole you can um or like use both eyes Blink both oh, eyes. I don't like that. Yeah. That's, oh gosh. <laughs> and, and, anyway, but that's that's how you figure out things uh, far away. That doesn't matter. The point is, is I don't care about that. Um, yeah. Like I, I care about f- the Fermi paradox and why there aren't aliens mm. and what the overall existence <laughs> is. I don't care about the classifications of a meteor, uh, a meteor versus an asteroid. Yeah. I feel like that. Uh, although that type of knowledge definitely, if for people who absolutely love this topic, it's important. But for actual the real thing to get out of astronomy is understanding of our existence. Man, I, I feel like for me, I'm, I'm, I'm simple. I think the meaning of life for me is about the warm and fuzzy feeling you get when you love people. Really? Okay. I, I think that I've like recognized that more and more in college and it's what I craved growing up. Um, my parents and I have a really good relationship now, mm-hmm. but it was pretty volatile and girl like in high school. Oh I my gotcha. God. Um, and I would just like crave being in my car with my friends, like singing. And you know what I'm talking about? There's yeah, like this yeah, feeling yeah. that you have like in the pit of your stomach. And I, I know like, what you mean. Like I'm sitting, safe. sitting back smiling to yourself. Yeah, I'm yeah. safe and I'm happy. And those nights that you go to sleep smiling just cause you're so goddamn happy. Mm-hmm. That is what I live for. Like I think that there are moments in and I can like talk about them for hours like within UVA you're on the lawn you're kind of tanning a bit there's like you're eating grapes you're so happy Mm -hmm. or my first year we were in the quad 3 a.m my parents or my like friends were serenading me with a guitar Mm -hmm. ridiculously happy and I think that there are so many moments in my life where I can look back and if you had asked me if I had any problems in that moment in my life I would have said no right and I live for that I think that I guess that's like living for highs and yeah, like that was, carrying you through your lows. But it's it is something that makes my like world go round truly. So you you you're a big um, I don't mean to say a big high person, but like you that's what you strive for. You strive I strive for, for them. Yeah, I think. So and you, I and do you I think get there's as much value in the lows as in the highs. Oh, I have a lot of value in the lows because I think you learn so much from your lows. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had like some of my worst depressive episodes within like in college my first year I was so depressed um a lot of like when I was reflecting on Greek life that was really like rush was really tough for me um obviously like stupid boy problems oh my god um family problems like dealing with death was really tough for me the very first time it happened um and every time I would be in those like low lows even if I didn't realize it I would journal so much about my thoughts and talk so much about where I was um, and how I was feeling that what I realized is every time it happens, I become such a more confident version of myself because I just like feel like I understand my brain better and I understand what makes me sad and happy. And I think that if you can achieve that, God damn it, you win. Like if you know how to make yourself happy, I truly think you win at life. Um, Mm. Cause then you can just make yourself happy forever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I really appreciate um, you coming on today. Thank you. Um, I think that, I think that uh, listeners and me both have gained a lot, whether that be um, the, the importance of the golden rule or the importance of introspection and seeing and finding your strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you everyone for listening. And, Thanks so uh, much, Michael.
have a wonderful day. You too.